Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I continue my weekly servant leadership discussions with Dr. Eric Russell. This week, we explore the concept of vision as it relates to servant leadership. Dr. Eric Russell, welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to continue our weekly servant leadership discussions um, this week, focusing on vision and the the role of vision in servant leadership. Uh, For listeners who may not have caught the previous uh, episodes in our weekly servant leadership series, uh, each week uh, over the last three months or so, we've been tackling different aspects of servant leadership, different core principles. Um, different core characteristics or elements of servant leadership and and really dissecting those elements and exploring them more in depth. Uh, And and Dr. Russell has been joining me each week for these discussions. Dr. Eric Russell is an associate professor of emergency services at Utah Valley University and an HCI research associate. Um, So welcome back, Eric. Uh, Anything you want to share by way of background um, before we dive in? No, this is this is a great topic to talk about because it's also a topic that is just overkilled in um, and misunderstood in so much of the literature. So it, it'll be good to go on a tirade about it. Good. I like tirades. Um, and I like I especially like tirades with you. They're, they're always fun. They are. <laughs> they are. All right. So vision, uh, vision, you know, any listener out there probably even cringes a little bit when I say the word vision because mm-hmm. vision and mission, they get overused. Um, every organization has a mission statement. Every organization has a vision, a vision statement. In my experience, most organizations usually don't live up to their mission or vision statements. So they end up being these, um, you know, these documents that are shared or a plaque that's on the wall. But, you know, the, the, you have to be able to walk the walk, you know, it, when, when you espouse certain values and, uh, and organizations often fail at that. And so I think over time, a lot of individuals have become skeptical of, of those types of statements. Um, and so I think that's part of our tirade today is kind of tackling that aspect of it, but then pulling back and saying, okay, but what really at its core is vision and how does it impact and help with authentic servant leadership so so what do you think let's let's hear it what's what's the tirade about vision in organizations well it, you know it it, it it follows what you were just saying on how they create their their mission statement their vision statement you see it in strategic planning constantly with these organizations it's like 
this is our mission, this is our vision. And then you ask the vast majority of people that are employed with these organizations and serve in these organizations, you know, what is, what is your organization's vision statement? They don't even know what the hell it is, right? And one of it is vision becomes a, a checkbox, especially in the strategic planning process. You know, all right, so we put a bunch of people in a room. We came up with our vision statement. We have our mission statement. We've got our one, three, and five-year goals. This is what we're going to do. And it, it's missed to what vision really is, okay? What vision is, and when we talk about servant leadership, what vision was for Robert Greenleaf, the, the father of modern servant leadership, vision was servant leadership. So he had a vision for a better way of doing things for organizations. So again, he experienced the toxicities in the, that existed in the bureaucracies and the behaviors in organizations. And he was like, there's a better way. And so he took that concept from Herman Hesse's journey to the East, the fact that he was a Quaker, the fact that he also studied Eastern philosophy. And he was like, this, there, there is a, I feel that there is a better way to lead people and to get organizations to the mountaintop of, of, of creativity and success and all of this kind of stuff. Well, that was a vision, okay? If the servant as leader was just an essay that got published by Greenleaf and it sat on a shelf, then it was just a really good idea. But other people came along and they took that idea and they put it into action through research, through writing. Um, they created servant leadership organizations. They created centers for servant leadership in order to build it. So the vision is nothing more than a dream unless it's brought into fruition. Okay. And that's why just creating a vision statement and setting it on the shelf, that, that is just, it, it's a waste of time. And that's why I think people push back on the concept of vision is because they've heard it so many times in their organizations. And then it's overused with the whole quote unquote, great man theory of leadership is the, the great leader is the one that that's born with, with vision. Well, that's, that's crap. That's not true. Um, we know through research that that's not true, but it's force fed to people constantly. All right. It's that John Wayne, you know, looking blue suit, red tie, six, three, you know, salt and pepper hair, sage on the stage, you know, why it's crap. None of, none of it's true. And so we've sold people on the, the idea that that person has these great visions and they were born this visionary and they, like, there's some kind of biblical prophet then they can see the direction in which it needs to go. But when we dissect it and we teach this in servant leadership to people, that the vision is the idea that comes together through your ability to conceptualize, have foresight, your and your awareness. When those things come together, like with Greenleaf, he saw that there was a better way. He felt it in his heart, and it took years to, to really bring it together. That was his vision for a better way. And I, if people understood vision like that, I don't think that, and it wasn't used the way that it is in organizations, I don't think you would see the pushback on it because it's very important. Vision is so important. 
You know, like with foresight, Greenleaf said the leader who lacked foresight is a failed leader. Well, vision without vision, which Kathleen Patterson, again, Dr. Patterson discovered vision as one of the seven virtuous constructs of servant leadership. It, it matters because that's the way you're going to go. It's not a statement that's just written in a three ring binder for some accrediting agency to go, hey, look, you met your mark. It's it's. It's the pathway in which you're going to walk. And way too many times it is, I don't know, for lack of a better word, you probably have a better word than I do, but it's just bastardized. It's a space filler and it's overused. And that was my soapbox. Yeah, well, I, I completely agree. Um, first, it's super important, right? And so vital. You, you, it's vital. You need to have, like, I think having a good mission statement and a good vision statement are important for organizations. And I think a leader having vision is important, but doing it in name only doesn't do anything, right? It's, it is just a waste, in t- waste of time. And that's where the frustration comes is because so many people, and you and I have been there, we've been in endless meetings where you're wordsmithing these types of statements or you're creating the strategic plan and including a vision statement or whatever. Um, we've been there and, and you know that it's not authentic. You know that you're, you're trying to pull you know, concepts and, and uh, ideas out of the air, put it down on paper in a way that will make you look good but you know that's not actually what's happening in practice. You know that's not actually the true values um, that are demonstrated consistently in the organization. Now, in some sense, you know, vision statements, of course, should be aspirational. And so we, don't, we shouldn't expect you know, the organization to completely fulfill um, and live up to their vision or mission statements always. Like nobody's perfect, no organization's perfect, and they should be aspirational. But man, when, when you, you have consistent experience year after year after year of basically no connection between the daily practice and activities of the organization and how they should or could connect back to the vision or mission statement, then of course you're going to be skeptical and of course you're going to be frustrated. Okay. So, you know, I think it's important to, to pull those things apart. Like absolutely vision is important. A good vision statement can be utilized well if done properly uh, and effectively. And if you actually live up to it, if it actually feeds into the way um, the organization treats its people, the way it hires people, the way it forms its teams, the, the types of initiatives it takes on, how it approaches its interactions with the consumer. You know, if, if, if it actually is embedded and integrated throughout the organization, then absolutely, you know, that's what we're looking for. But man, in my experience, is that is far and few between the organization that actually does that. And that's because it's hard work. It's, it's, hard, it's much harder work than going to a one-day re- strategic planning retreat, you know, to wordsmith a vision statement. Um, you know, that, that's hard work, I suppose, because you're spending a day in a retreat. But, but the hard work really comes when you're doing the integration, when you're building it into processes, when you're building it into policy when you're having everything within the organization and all the mechanisms reflecting what that vision is 
for the organization and how you're going to treat stakeholders and your people. Um, so I think, I think organizations just need to be more thoughtful about how they're utilizing these types of approaches. Is it, and be honest with yourself. Is it, if it, is it merely a PR um, statement? Um, is it merely something to satisfy um, external auditors or accreditation bodies or whatever? Or do you actually mean it? Um, and if you if it's just a PR statement, I mean, frankly, just be honest with your people and say this is a PR statement. We need to have it. Um, it's 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 a requirement. We're going to check the box and then move on and don't waste your time talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, most people don't know it anyways. Um, and so you know, check the box and move on. But hopefully, um, hopefully, it's something that truly will be reflective of the organization and that you can integrate and that people would feel excited to know like and they wouldn't be able to not know it because it's embedded into everything that they do every day um and so whether they got the wording exactly right they would know the key concepts and they would know how they play into their jobs um but it, it's far and few between the organization that does that uh yeah yeah because the vision needs like your vision can't be well I want to, one day I want to own a Ferrari. Well, great. You know, work hard, save, maybe go into debt. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. And you can drive a Ferrari. It's yours. But that's not a vision. A vision doesn't have an end. That's the, that's the thing about a vision. The, the vision needs, to, the vision for an organization needs to be that this is the pathway in which we're going to walk into perpetuity. Like this is it. This, this is what, this, and it's why it matters. So the vision for an organization really needs to be the organization's why. Like it needs to be, this is, this is the reason we exist is for this. And every single thing that we do, and I mean, academia is a perfect example of this because you're watching the pushback happen right now. Um, there was a great talk the other day by uh, Scott Galloway and Andrew Yang on this very issue. Um, so let's, let's look at it from an academic standpoint. In academia, the role of academia is to pass on knowledge and to discover new knowledge. That's it. It's the faculty-student relationship in the classroom and the faculty's relationship with their discipline in research and scholarship. That's the whole existence of a university. It doesn't exist for any other reason. But one of the issues that we're having in society today and why universities are so expensive is because universities have lost sight that that's not what their mission is anymore. Their mission is climbing walls and five-star hotel room dorms and millions of administrators all making all of this money. They've lost the, they've lost the vision of what, what, their, what their whole mission is and why they should exist. And when you have a great vision for a company, for an organization, for academia, whatever it is, everybody there understands what your why is. They understand what your nexus is. They understand the whole reason why you exist, okay? And everybody works towards that. So when organizations, and I've been on the accreditation review boards for organizations, I've come in and I've helped them with 
with their strategic planning, even though it kind of makes me queasy. I don't, I like strategic thinking better than strategic planning because I think strategic planning is too rigid. Um, your great companies don't do strategic planning. They do strategic thinking. Okay. But when you can come in and you can say, listen, your, your, your vision can no longer be a statement in a three ring binder. Your vision has to be your why for existence and that everything you do going forward is about that why. You know, like with the Air Force, the Air Force is fly, fight, and win. Like that's it. Global reach, global power. That's what every single thing is in the Air Force. And everybody who serves in the Air Force serves to exactly that. It is to put airplanes in the air in order to defend the United States of America. That's it. That's its role. That's its mission. It doesn't mean it doesn't do other things, but it all comes back to that very, that, that essence. That's a, I think that's a good word to use. It's your essence. It's why you exist. And so if leaders would approach vision in, in a very humble, um, almost reverent state for their organization, whatever the organization is, be it a city or a town, be it a, a, a fortune 500 or company, be it, you know, um, uh, a police department, whatever it is, everybody in that organization, they revere that vision. They, 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 because they know that that's their why it's why they're doing what they're doing. And it's, and it's why they exist in the first place. And when we, and when we do, when we just take that vision all the way down to a statement that's been wordsmithed and you and I have been in those rooms, it takes away of what it really means because anybody with an organization should be able to truly spit out the whole reason why that organization exists. And that is your vision. That's the vision itself. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, and you've referred to it a couple of times, you know, the importance of, well, when we had an episode about the importance of foresight. And so as a leader, we need to have foresight. We need to have vision. We need to be able to look um, into the future and have a clear understanding of like what our path forward might look like. Now that's not to say things won't shift and change and you won't adjust as time goes on, but you, you, you can read the landscape, you can see the external environment and you can start to find uh, and articulate ways um, to help explain that why, like you were discussing. Um, so that's really the, the whole purpose behind having vision and a, and a servant leader will understand themselves enough. They'll understand their people enough. They'll understand the organization and the surrounding context enough that they will have the ability to have that kind of vision. Uh, and then bringing it back into the organizational processes, like you said, strategic thinking is vital. The kind of traditional strategic planning and like the five-year rolling strategic plan, that kind of an approach, you know, it, there's some value in it just from like a, an ex, as an exercise to go through the process to, to jumpstart strategic thinking because a lot of people don't think that way and so they need something to kind of push them to think that way. But, but in and of itself, like how many organizations actually meaningfully utilize their five-year rolling strategic plan like on a regular basis? I, I don't think very many do. Some do, but not very many. And really it's an old model. Um, today organizations are trying to be much more flexible. They're trying to be much more agile. And so agile strategy is the key, you know, and that doesn't come, that doesn't come in a five-year strategic plan. That's iterative, right? And that's, that's making, um, 
micro adjustments and improvements as you go. Uh, and so, you know, I think vision plays into that, of course, and we just need to be more thoughtful as we think about and how we implement vision, uh, not only into our mindset, but into our functional practices and the mechanisms of organizations. Well said. Well, Eric, um, unfortunately today we have to keep this discussion a little bit shorter than what we've been doing, uh, but it's been a real pleasure talking with you about vision. And always, as always, I love um, discussing and dissecting all different facets and aspects of servant leadership with you. Um, as we finish off today, any final word on the topic? No, we'll leave this one here. Um, I, think we, I think we said enough on it. We're not done with it. We'll probably revisit this again, um, come, at it, come at it in a different way so people, people can really see how it gets dissected and, and, and get into the whole concept of your, your essence. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I hope listeners will carefully consider how vision plays out in their own um, style of leadership, their own thinking, and within their organization. Please go back and, and um, listen to our previous episodes in the Servant Leadership Series. And I hope, as always, that everyone stays healthy and safe. And I hope you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.